Hey, folks. I'm Doug Thornell. Welcome back to The Electables. I'm here with my partner in crime, Adrian Elrod. Adrian, what's up? Hey, it's nice to be here in person with your pup. It is. Today. Yeah, we Sammy. have a special co-host, Sam Thornell, who will uh, potentially be asking some questions. <laughs> um, but a lot uh, the next two weeks, Adrian is just going to be we're crazy. We're going to know everything. Crazy. I mean, we're going to know at least like where the trajectory of this race is going from a definitive standpoint. Absolutely. And this week we have a big debate in Nevada, and then this weekend we've got the Nevada caucuses. And then we have a debate next week in South Carolina. And then we've got the South Carolina primaries um, in two weeks. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, it's just going to be a jam-packed, jam-packed couple weeks. And we're lucky to have with us um, the campaign manager for Tom Steyer, uh, Heather Hargreaves. Heather uh, has more than 15 years in, uh, experience in politics. She's served in senior positions in uh, Democratic political campaigns across the country. Uh, prior to being the campaign manager, she was executive director of NextGen America, where she oversaw all of NextGen's electoral and advocacy programs. Uh, Heather worked for both President Obama's presidential campaigns, including serving as general election director in Nevada uh, in 2008. Heather, welcome to The Electables. Hi, thank you. Nice to meet you, Doug and Adrian. And Sam. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says he wishes he could meet you in person, but um, maybe at some point. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. I'm just going to kick us off here. Talk to us about your um, operation in Nevada and, of course, especially South Carolina, two states that you are expected to do well in. Um, Tell us about your boots on the ground how many people you've got go, you know, on the ground, what folks are doing, how you feel about things. Uh, give us some insight into your strategy in those two states. Sure. Uh, happy to. You know, Nevada and South Carolina have been states we've been investing a lot of time and energy in uh, since we began the campaign. And ha- we have large teams there and have been seeing huge support. In Nevada, We have a team of about 86 staff members. We have five offices across the state. Um, And Tom's been visiting the state of Nevada more than any other candidate. Uh, You know, it's fortunately the closest early state to Tom's hometown of San Francisco. So that makes it a little easier. Um, But, you know, one reason that we have invested the time and resources into both Nevada and South Carolina is because they really represent the a more diverse coalition of voters that we're actually going to need to beat Donald Trump come November. Um, In South Carolina, um, Tom has also spent more time on the ground there than any other candidate. We have about 75 staffers and six offices across the state. Um, And the one thing that I can say is true across both states is that we've really invested in hiring staff that are from, from the state's from the communities that we're working with and trying to make sure that we're, you know, voters are hearing from staff members that, you know, understand their experiences and, you know, what it's like on the ground there in Nevada and South Carolina. Heather, I want to dig in on South Carolina. I know Nevada comes first, but uh, South Carolina is a critical uh, state to your uh, success, uh, and you're doing well there. Uh, the latest poll has you in third place, pretty solid third place. Uh, why do you think Tom's doing well in the state? 
I mean, I think the number one reason is that he he is very honest in his message, especially to um, African-American voters. And we're seeing, you know, most of what we hear on the ground from folks that he talks he talks to is that he's just really, uh, really willing to be more honest about race than other candidates. You know, um, reparations is something that he talks about pretty frequently and is really uh, aggressive in saying that we need to address. And I think that that level of honesty is rare in our politics and something that people are really responding to. And Heather, on that note, talk to us a little bit about how you decided to, to focus so much of your efforts on South, South Carolina. I mean, it's a state that certainly makes sense at this point. But early on, did you sort of look at the first four early states and say, you know, South Carolina is a place that we think we can do better in compared to other candidates? Or did you just sort of decide, all right, this is our firewall. Before we go into Super Tuesday, we've got to do really well in a state, um, one of the first four early states. And we do think that South Carolina is the state that we could do the best in. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, we always were focused across the board. We knew that the early states, all four of the early states, were going to play an important role in the process and seeing who could be viable going into Super Tuesday. So, you know, we started the campaign by investing in all states. And I know that, I mean, there's lots of public information about how much money we've spent uh, across all four states. Um, And we, you know, had staff in Iowa and New Hampshire as well. But over the course of the first few months of the campaign, we really saw that Tom's message was resonating more in Nevada and South Carolina and, and that Tom was more attuned to the issues that were being raised. You know, a lot of the work that Tom did prior to running for office was really focused on elevating issues in African-American and Latino communities and working with those constituencies in California where a lot of his work's been. And so I think that it just sort of was a natural progression. Heather, uh, we all know that uh, two of the most important things to campaigns is money and the candidate's time. And uh, I'm just curious, how are you prior- prioritizing Tom's time um, over the course of the next, say, three weeks? That's a hard, obviously, yeah. that sort of is a signal on where you're, you know, I, I know you're going to be spending a lot of time in South Carolina and Nevada, but um, Super Tuesday is coming around the corner. So how, how just how, how are you prioritizing his time? And how are you making those decisions, too? I think our, our <laughs> listeners would good, love to hear. Yeah, good question. I was, you know, I think that until you become a campaign manager, you don't realize how difficult that singular question is. Um, I, you know, deciding where the candidate goes and how they spend their time, I think is the hardest job that I have. And, you know, looking at the next two weeks, we know that Nevada and South Carolina are very important to us, very important to showing uh, viability going into Super Tuesday. And we're going to continue to focus on those states and Tom's time is going to be focused there. We have all these sort of uh, set pieces throughout the calendar that really drive a lot of the candidates time, you know, the debates and presidential forums and 
big party events that are happening on the ground that frankly have um, in some ways made it easy to decide where the candidate goes because we're going to prioritize those. But then it really limits how much flexibility we have with the rest of the time. Heather, I want to talk a little bit about um, Tom Steyer's um, sort of place in the, on this debate stage. He's been such an effective debater. And one of the qualities that I think he brings to the debate stage is that he is he speaks very positively about other candidates. It seems like he's up there not really trying to tear anybody down, but he's trying to lift people up and really emphasize the good parts that all of the candidates bring to the Democratic primary. Um, but he does seem to have a little, you know, a bit more of an affinity um, for Bernie Sanders. Um, I wanted to to ask you, I mean, you know, in the next debate that he's going to be on, and I guess we're, I think we're still waiting to see if he qualifies. Is he two polls away from Nevada? Uh, correct. Yeah, that's what, okay. That's what I thought. So let's hope, fingers crossed, I'm sure there's going to be a slew of polls that come out tomorrow that he qualifies for the debate stage on Wednesday night. But let's say that he does. Is, is, at some point, do you think he'll try to really draw a contrast with some of these other candidates um, more aggressively? Because, you know, obviously, if he wants to, you know, really be in the top, you know, three or so candidates nationally, he probably has to draw that contrast at some point. Do you, I'm not asking you to like give any debate strategies or secrets away, but do you see him being more aggressive in terms of drawing a contrast? Yeah, a, a good question. You know, t- I think Tom struggles with this a little bit because he's frankly just kind of a nice guy. He's and- so nice and he's so <laughs> smart. Like we love everything he brings to the stage. I'm not if he doesn't want to draw a contrast, that's fine too. No, I mean he. You know, he gets on the debate stage and he does, you know, what you described. He does appreciate all of the other candidates and their experience and the work that they've done and where they fall on the issues and and doesn't want to tear people down. But he does know that he needs to differentiate himself. And there are big differences between him and many of the other candidates. So we started to see that on the debate stage in New Hampshire he did bring up some differentiation, um, and he's been talking, you know, on the stump in Nevada specifically about the difference between him and Senator Sanders on health care. You know, Tom supports a public option, not immediately transitioning to Medicare for all. Um, and that's a big difference, especially as it pertains to union voters that want to keep their union negotiated health care. So I think you'll see him talk about those sorts of things. I mean, he has also brought up that climate is his number one priority, and that is a big difference between him and other candidates. No other candidate on the debate stage has said that or or said that, you know, outside of the debate stage. Um, and the last thing I'd say is just his um, experience is very different, especially with um, Andrew Yang now not being a candidate. Tom is the only candidate left in the race who has an outsider background. You know, he's never been an elected official and everyone else on the stage has. And I think that that's a big difference that you'll see him talk about. So just so just on Sanders, is that where you guys see the 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 contrast on health care? Um, because I think as Adrian points out at some point, if it's, if, if, if things work out the way you want them to work out, it's likely going to be you and Sanders at the end. Right. And so that's going to be the, you know, that, that's going to be the, 
you know, the 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 case you're going to have to make to folks. And is it going to center around um, health care? I mean, I think healthcare is one of the main differentiators and will continue to be something that Tom does focus on. But there are many other differences between Tom and Senator Sanders. Obviously, their background being one thing. Um, also, their approach to structural reform. Tom has talked about um, that he supports eliminating eliminating the filibuster or changing the makeup of the Supreme Court. Senator Sanders doesn't support either of those things. Um, also, just their entire perspective on how to address climate change. You know, Senator Sanders has an aggressive plan for transitioning to clean energy, but it involves having the gov- the federal government take over the entire electric sector. And Tom does not believe that that's the way that we transition to a clean energy economy. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if most voters would want that. Um, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, both Tom and... Senator Sanders want want to transition to a clean energy economy and get there as quickly as possible. And Tom, that's one of the things that Tom does appreciate about um, about Bernie. But, yeah, I think that he believes that uh, Senator Sanders is overreaching and creating um, this government takeover of the electric sector is not, you know, really the American way to solve this problem and that we really need innovation and, you know, government protections and government regulations to move us in that direction, but not, you know, the what Senator Sanders is proposing. So Heather, we are what, about two weeks two weeks away from Super Tuesday, which feels like light years away because we've got so much going on it's gonna gonna feel like it's gonna feel like four months but then it's also gonna fly too um tell us about talk to us about super tuesday and we're so focused on the first four states but super tuesday is right around the corner um i know you guys have been running um a pretty robust operation in some super tuesday states can you sort of talk about where your focus is and uh are there any particular states or any particular regions that you're particularly focused on yeah, you know, Super Tuesday is right around the corner, and it's something that we've been, uh, you know, focused on, it, you know, soon after getting set up in the early states. I would say that California is the most important state for us on Super Tuesday. You know, California is Tom's home state. It's where he's done a lot of work over the last 10 years in terms of political advocacy and where there are the most delegates. So we have a large operation in California. We have almost 100 staff um, and offices across the state, and that continues to build. But we also have staff in eight other Super Tuesday states, and we're really focused on the states, mostly I'd say in the south and southwest, sorry, southeast, where there are more diverse coalitions of voters that we can talk to similar to Nevada and South Carolina. Heather, we uh, we have time for a couple, maybe one or two more questions. I'm just curious, what would you tell an aspiring campaign manager? Um, what would be your advice to an aspiring campaign manager based off of this experience that you had? Like, what are the three or four things you would tell him or her to be prepared for it? Oh, that is a good question. Um, 
that nobody's asked me recently, <laughs> so I'm not prepared for. Questions that only a st- two strategists would ask you, right? <laughs> Fellow strategists. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. You know, I think that having a strong relationship with the candidate is really important and having trust in both directions. You know, Tom and I have worked together for many years prior to him running for office. When I, st- I started at NextGen about four and a half years ago, and I've developed a relationship with him since. And I think that relationship is really what helps us work well together. That doesn't mean we always agree on everything or whatnot, but having a level of trust between us is really critical, especially in times of stress uh, or questions where we're having to talk through things. I would say hiring matters, build, build the best team you can and, and don't settle because good staff is really what drives the whole operation. You, you guys know that more than anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would say maybe, you know, get your doctor's appointments and uh, dentist appointments out of the way before you start because <laughs> you're not going to have a that lot of That is so on time. point. That is so right. <laughs> Um, such a great point. So Heather, one final question for you. Um, and this really has nothing to do with your day to day job. Well, I guess it does have something to do with your day to day job, but not in terms, terms of strategy. But what's your favorite way to unwind on the campaign trail? Um, you know, is it is there a favorite restaurant that you like? Is there a favorite activity that you like to do? Do you have any time to unwind? Give our listeners some insights into kind of what you do when you have a tiny bit of downtime. Sure. I like, I have to go to the gym as much as possible. So I try to go about four or five days a week. Um, even when I'm traveling, just the mental release of working out. I especially like exercise classes that are complicated. That way I don't, (laughs) I have to be thinking about what I'm doing and what weight I'm holding or what squat (laughs) position rather than have to think about, you know, keep the happening in my brain. Uh, I also really like law and order reruns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You and I have very similar qualities when it comes to exercise classes. I love doing Barry's boot camp because I can just get in there and knock it out in 15 minutes and somebody just tells me what to do. It's great. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. Anything else you want to share with our listeners at the end or how can people uh, follow you on social media? Oh, sure. Um, You can follow me on Twitter. Gosh, I don't even know. I think it's H.M. Hargreaves uh, is my Twitter handle. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, I would just say, you know, uh, look out for Tom. I think the results in Iowa and New Hampshire definitely show that this race is still wide open and a lot's going to happen in the next three weeks. So we'll see. Well, good luck out there. We're, we're uh, thinking about you, and we wish you all the best this weekend. Heather, thanks so much, and good luck getting on the debate stage. We'll be crossing our fingers on those debate on those <laughs> polls that come out in the next few days. Um, thank you, guys. Great. Heather Hargreaves, thank you so much. Tom Steyer's campaign manager. Um, for my partner in crime, Adrian Elrod, this has been The Electables, and we will catch you next time.